1: We don't bring any life at all to the
0: church. The church is is the life. It still gives us the life. Live.
1: The reality is, He is all
2: things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God.
1: Good morning, Real Presence Radio fans and audiences. This is Father Richard Kunzlaw with Cindy Jennings coming to you from the beautiful Diocese of Duluth, Minnesota. We haven't done this for a couple of months. We lost Mar- We didn't do March, but anyhow, uh, I might sound a little bit off uh, because I've uh, been struggling with the cold, lost a weak voice. So you're going to hear a lot more from Cindy this morning. Anyhow, we are very happy to uh, be here again on Real Presence Radio. Cindy, good morning.
3: Good morning. It has been a while. How We've are had you? a Real Presence Radio dinner,
1: banquet, yes.
3: Trip to Cabo for me.
1: Oh, not me. I had a birthday. Oh, yeah, well, boy, a lot of things happening <sighs> life. To me, it's just it's been non-stop. Lent. It's like <laughs> I Lent every day. <laughs> You know, should, You know, I mean, don't ever ask a priest what he's, what he's giving up for Lent because he's probably going to say, "Well, I'm doing Lent." You know, that's so, a lot. So yeah, Lent is a lot for priests. But anyhow, it's been a good Lent so far, good and busy. But it's good to be back on the air and it's good to um, uh, be here with our real presence family. And uh, let's let, why don't we go ahead and get started with a prayer right away? I like to do the Lord's prayer because how do you top that? You know, I mean, he's one that came up with it. So let's let's together pray the Lord's prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm not very good at made-up prayers on the spot. You'd think that a priest, after all these years, would do pretty well with that. But I always start with the Lord's Prayer, because like, I'm not going to improve upon that, and I'm not very good at doing that anyhow. So.
3: I like it. You're yeah. good at it, even with uh, what's going on with your voice.
1: I'm really good at doing the Our Father. Oh, mm-hmm. Cindy, that mm-hmm. a high compliment Aww. from you. Thank I you
3: I have lots of compliments for you. You're amazing. Anyhow, well, it, uh, I kind of okay, don't want right, to tell you that. that. Anyway, Anyhow,
1: so we do have our <laughs> guests on the line already. So, Sarah Hofflander, Sarah, are you there with us? Yes, I am. Welcome to Real Presence Radio. Have you ever been on the air with us before?
2: This is actually my third time.
1: Oh, this oh, is an nice. old hat, so you're not nervous. I always like it when the guests are <laughs> nervous. But, but, sir, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: I am from the of Sioux Falls. I um, am a mother. I have four young children, eight, six, four, and two. Um, I used to teach high school theology, and now I'm kind of doing a little educational pro- uh, project with my students and a couple other families. But um, I think the reason why I'm on the air is just last year... And throughout the course of the year, I kept receiving in prayer this call from the Lord to create a group to help young women discern religious life, um, just within our local community. And initially, I was just like, Lord, why? (laughs) Or that's like, how does that fit? Or what are you asking um, for me with this? And very, very quickly, um, doors opened and the diocese kind of heard about it and offered to support that initiative. And Uh, within a pretty short amount of time. We've formed three different small groups of young women who are discerning religious life, and we've had numerous events and retreats to kind of help build them up. Um, And our most recent project, that again, the Lord's just opening really rapid doors, uh, is for a discernment house right here in the city of Sioux Falls for um, young women to live in community and then to share in a life of prayer and formation and fellowship with each other.
1: Oh, wow, that sounds pretty cool. Now, sir, l- let me just ask one question, sir. One of, one of the very first things you said was like you felt the call. So, right. so what would what would what would that look like? What would I mean if you were to explain to listeners what does it mean to, to feel the call to a particular type of ministry? What, how would you define the feel of the call for you? In the Absolutely. Pain? Sure. So this isn't
2: the first time the Lord's done something like this in my own life, but um, in this particular instance. It first began with a kind of a word that was continuously building up in prayer, and the Lord kept saying that He wanted to raise up a movement of contemplatives. And you know, when you hear that voice of the Lord, it's like a concept, an idea—at least for me—but uh, it is also joyfully and beautifully accompanied by just an experience of love and peace and goodness. And so, at first, I didn't know what that meant. You know, like, okay, good. That's—I hope you do that, Lord. Um, you know, raise up a movement of contemplatives. Uh, But then it became something very concrete, and so again, this is just how the Lord worked in my life. Um, It was something so tangible that I actually could write it all down. So I started writing out very specifically what this group would look like and the things that they would do and how they would grow, and so I wrote it down, and then I still didn't know what to do with it, so I just had that there, but just again, there's just this I would pray, and there would just be this urging, like, please, you know, to to move on it. And I didn't know how. So (laughs) it's like, okay, Lord, um, we'll see, I guess. And it became just kind of continuously coming up in prayer enough that I met with a couple of friends who are kind of aware of this concept. And we discussed it through and wrote it all down. And um, that happened to be the case that one of them talked to somebody from the diocese, and they had been hoping to do something similar to this. And they said, okay, Sarah, do this and I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm going to do this. (laughs) Um, So it grew grew with time, and I guess in my own response, it was just, you know, you think of Mary when she, when Jesus spoke to her that, you know, she asked, how can this be? You know, like, Lord, I, I, you're you're speaking to me, and please show me clarity, because I don't know where to go next. So it's kind of like the Lord gently opening doors, and that's been this whole process. He's just, Gently opening the next door and just kind of moving with trust, knowing that I don't know exactly what's happening here, but um, God is faithful and he kind of shows, you know, like, oh, this is the next thing. And, and there's just a lot of consolation with that because it's like, oh, you gave me this grace and now I'm seeing it. And that's really amazing.
1: Uh, yeah, it's great. I mean, you know, God will always bless a the, the, uh, legitimate call, and it sounds like he's doing that mm-hmm. with you. Can you, I mean, so mm-hmm. it, this is all new to me. I mean, what you're your ministering, what you're working on, so... Uh, um hmm. so just a, maybe a basic silly question, but when we say when you discernment houses, so what exactly does that look like
2: a discernment house
1: yeah I mean is it, is it uh, uh. I mean you guys actually have house I just really don't know I mean it's so' is it, is it like places that women can go to and i I guess you know I mean I guess that's what does the it question. look
3: like what's the approval process like what do you have to do to get in and what is kind of
1: well not, well go well, ahead Isn't that kind it's of
3: the question. same thing
1: I think you, you, um, Sarah, you pick your question. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, sure. What would you like to tell us? So what we have been doing this year has been more just, you know, bringing young women together. So they're living their separate lives. One of the groups was for high school students, one was for young adults, and then one I'm actually meeting with digitally because they're all in different colleges, but they're from our diocese. So that's a little more just kind of open-ended as far as people can kind of come in and participate and all that. Um, within that, there was just this sense with a number of people that I was talking with to actually have a physical place where they could be together. And so we just kind of kept tossing that idea around. In my head, that was a really long-term question. Like maybe five or ten years from now, we could find a house. Um, And it happened to be the case that, again, doors opened really quickly. And so the bishop suggested an old convent that is now (laughs) unoccupied right in the middle of our city. And so, yes, we're, we're able to make use of it. i um, just kind of renting from the parish where it is located. So, I mean, we're, we're in the process of opening this up for kind of like this upcoming academic year. So they will be able to live um, physically together. So this be for young adult women ages 20 to 30. Um, there's Eucharistic Chapel right there on site. So we're intending to model this off, off of a similar concept in the Twin Cities, they have the Bethany House. Um, so we used a lot of kind of their content and information. In fact, um, a new religious order just moved to Sioux Falls, the Ecclesia uh community, and they had been involved with helping at the Bethany House in the Twin Cities. So it's amazing. I just kind of got to ask Sister Eileen all the questions I needed, and they're <coughs> excuse going to play a similar role here in Sioux Falls. Um, so for these young women living in this house, they will still be expected to either have a full-time job or to be going to school. Um, but with this life that they share, they wake up nice and early in the morning and do a holy hour. Uh, we have to kind of figure out what the daily, how the daily Mass schedule is going to fit with this particular parish.
1: But so so you're planning, daily mass. You're planning getting that started in the fall, is what you're saying? Right. So it's yep. not, so it's not the, up yet.
2: Right. Um, so we have all—I mean, everything's kind of come together, like— legally and formally as far as what the different roles will be and, you know, everything. But the physical structure is really set to go. You know, we might paint some things and stuff, but, um, you said yeah, you we're, four... we're intending to
3: start. You, what was the question? Sorry. You said that you had four groups. Like how many are in each of the groups that you have that are already signed up?
2: Oh, so yeah. So, I mean, this is kind of distinct from a house, but with what we're doing right now, let's see. Uh, cause this will be I the ones that are coming in this fall, right? The not necessarily, I mean or, they're, okay. they're invited to it, but for this gotcha. house itself, we're you know advertising broadly. So okay. any young women who feel like they're discerning their vocation, which really could be anybody in their 20s, yeah. um, you know, they they're welcome to apply. So we have a, an application on our website um, and yeah, they're welcome to apply and so we'll kind of interview, go through their applications and then choose those who uh, we feel are most prepared and would fit well as a little community in this house. Um, so they'll have a, a rhythm of prayer, a holy hour in the morning, dinners together, three days a week, evening prayer together. Um, and then those within like that that rhythm, uh, we'll have formation. So there'll be times where they might do a book study or that they would have a guest coming to offer formation at their, during their dinner time, but really just giving them the opportunity. I guess the real concept that I received in prayer was that the Lord wanted them to give to Him a gift of their time so that they can receive fully from His abundance, so they can give that gift of themselves to the Lord through just committing to a year of this life, but then also committing to relationship. Um, And so that, you know, that daily rhythm of prayer and community allows them to um, just enter into that receptivity and to be able to receive from what the Lord wants to give
1: Sarah, what would the capacity be of the the house?
2: That's a good question. So this is an old convent, so there are eleven cells um, fully furnished. I don't know if we want to go up that high just for our first year, so I'm hoping that we would be somewhere in like the four to eight range but
1: um, nothing too huge just in regards to the practicalities i mean so it's a it's a house mm-hmm. of formation and discernment, and so who would be responsible? Who, who do you guys envision being responsible for the formation aspect of this?
2: That's a good question. So um, everybody will have their own spiritual director, so there will be one-on-one formation. Uh, then the, this community that I mentioned, the Ecclesia santa sisters, uh, they played this role in the Twin Cities, and now they're going to play a similar similar role here. Uh, where that, that aspect that they'll be showing would be more like just their of helping them work through their, their community life. So we'll have a house leader who's just, you know, paying attention to the, 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 strong, the strengths and weaknesses of what's happening within their, their shared life. Uh, and so that leader will be able to kind of constantly communicate with the, these sisters in this order. But then they'll also be meeting either one-on-one or at least monthly with the whole group. Um, so that will be kind of that direct oversight of just like the practical nature of the house. Um, But throughout the course of the year, I think we'll be drawing from a variety of sources just for, uh, like, what their formation could look like. Uh, And then we also intend to have them kind of seeking out the religious communities that they're most drawn to. And so it could be the case that some would actually come and physically visit, um, but then we'd also have them maybe, like, Skyping or, um, you know, digitally communicating with the orders that they feel like they're most interested in so that they can uh, get a grasp of what would this like? What are those charisms of those
1: communities? And what would your role precisely be in that house of uh, discernment?
2: That's a great question. Um, (laughs) I feel like, you know, just with all of this, that somehow the Lord has asked me to be like the Catholic version of like a project manager. So I feel like... A lot of times I'm receiving a concept from the Lord, and then I have that vision, and then I start to communicate with the people that would be involved with that and putting them into relationship with each other. Um, And so that's been what I've been doing up until this point. Um, So it's kind of just a lot of oversight. So not necessarily, you know, there might be times where I'm doing some formation with them, but then also just a lot of those communications. So I'll be receiving all of their applications, and then I've got a little board that we're going to review them together together um, and then as the year starts, to make sure our physical structure is in place, to make sure that there are financial structures in place, to be communicating with those who would be involved in formation throughout the year. So it's a lot of just kind of coordination um, and oversight, I guess.
1: All right. Well, we're speaking to Sarah Hoflander from the Diocese of Sioux Falls in concerning regarding regarding opening the Immaculate House Vocational Discernment House. I think I said that. I don't know if I said that right. But anyhow, we're going to continue this conversation with Sarah immediately after this brief break. So please stay with us. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
0: You're listening to Real Presence Live.
1: Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR network. Welcome back. This is Father Richard Kuntz, along with Cindy Jennings. Coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth, we've been talking to Sir Hofflander. From the Diocese of Sioux Falls, about the opening of the Immaculata House, which is a vocational discernment house for young women. A lot of, uh, lot of great information, a lot of great work. Um, uh, Sarah, it sounds like you guys are doing over there in Sioux Falls. Uh, you know, one of the things that, as you were talking before the break, the thing that kept going through my mind, is like, she's talking about seminary. It sounds like seminary. It's like it's, you, you, you're, uh, you're kind of uh, describing what seminary life was like, at least for me, about how these mm-hmm. women might, might enter into this, this new life.
2: Yeah, you know, I used to teach high school theology, and I taught a course on vocations, and that just kind of made me think of the questions that girls would ask, because, you know, when we're talking about discerning your vocation, for guys, it's such an easy decision. Like, am I called to the priesthood? Should I pursue that path? And if they do, you talk to your vocations director, and they have, like, a structure. Like, okay, you're going to go to this seminary. You'll have, you know, your own spiritual director a formator, all that kind of stuff. And for girls, it's like, um... You could Google search some orders and, and right. find no, them. No, that's
1: a that's a good point. Uh, I was I was a vocation director for the diocese of Duluth for over a decade, and and there was okay. really a mismatch in regards to you know um, uh, young men and versus young women and what they had uh, in store, you know, at, at their fingertips, so to speak. And so you guys are obviously right. you're you're opening up a uh, something that is I think much needed, and so that's great, especially because it's not aligned with a particular religious order that you're doing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: mm mm-hmm. But here, here's um, a, Oh, go ahead.
2: Yeah, no, you're exactly right. And that was kind of my own questioning, you know, with the Lord and adults with our, you know, people in our own diocese is, you know, I'm married. I'm not actually a religious, so why am I the one doing this? And one of the things that has come up is just that in some ways it's best not to be led by a specific community, because then you can be unaffiliated and right. have the perspective of simply what is the Lord doing for this particular young woman in her own heart and how can we support that uh, not trying to just like funnel people in a specific direction so do you that have really a, is kind of our objective
1: do you have anybody uh, um, uh, like signed up
2: for the house or yeah, for
1: for the house Mike well, that's a
2: good question we just put everything live uh, about a week ago as far as content and application and everything. So I've been in communication with a number of different women who have been asking questions and expressing interest, but applications aren't due yet. So I think we're still kind of still in that process. So
1: So um, yeah. I've got a a high level of ignorance about Sioux Falls. I've only been there a couple of times, but here in Duluth, we're very much a college town. So we've got, you know, Father Mike Schmitz and the Newman here, and then we've got St. Scholastica. And so there is a really good-sized population of, of uh, young adults here, college age, uh, that mm-hmm. something like this would speak to. And I'm wondering, what is, what's uh, the lay of the land in Sioux Falls in regards to, to young people like that?
2: That's a good question. So, I mean, in my case, I'm located right in the city of Sioux Falls. You uh, know, this is where we're opening this house specifically. So in Sioux Falls, we have Augustana College in USF. Um, so that would be serving them, but um, you know, in addition, we're opening this up all the way to age 30. So Sioux Falls is definitely the spot in the state of South Dakota, at least, where a lot of people kind of are seeking to start their careers and just the most job opportunities and um, just a pretty vibrant young adult scene, um, especially within the Catholic Church. There's just, I don't know, I think there's just a really beautiful uh, Catholic culture in Sioux Falls. So there's a lot of young people that are kind of trying to figure out what's my path and where am I going? Um, so I know, you know, some of them are in college that I've been talking to, some are young adults, just kind of getting started on life and trying to figure out where the board wants them to go.
3: I think that's a wonderful thing. And I, I've been looking online uh, at your website, and it's just beautiful. Um, I love that. And I hope that people that are listening will be able to, uh, you know, hopefully apply. I mean, really there's a limited amount of space if you think about it. So, um, I hope this opens up to be a huge thing because it just sounds amazing. I know as a mother and you are a mother, I would love to have something like this after my kids go away. (laughs) I always feel Mm -hmm. so scattered and crazy and, man, I would just love to have more time with the Lord, like just separate for like eight or nine months. Like that would be so amazing. So maybe you could branch off. If things go really well, maybe you could have like a separate mom, you know, I don't know. It would be great. <laughs> but um, no, I think Not this too. is amazing what you're doing. And I and I just hope that people are going to listen because I think if I would have had this opportunity, um, things could have been different, you know. So I still so appreciate you thinking of this and listening to the Lord, discerning what's, you know, what your next step is. Um, so what, as far as like the app, so applications at 20 to 30 year old, um, Mm -hmm. I'm assuming they would have to be single. Like what's your kind of your criteria for getting in?
2: That's a good question. I don't have it physically right in front of me, but, uh, single generally is true. Um, As we were just discussing this in our little, you know, board of those helping put this together, uh, a committed dating relationship is kind of what we wanted to avoid. So um, that doesn't mean, you know, if there's a girl who is open to the idea of marriage, she has male friends, she spends time with them, that's okay. You know, it's not like you can't talk to any boys this year. Um, But if you're, if she's actually, you know, in a committed dating relationship and pursuing marriage, then that's kind of putting her on a different path. So Um, not in a committed dating relationship, ages 20 to 30. Um, they, I mean, generally overall in a, in a healthy state of mind and spiritual life. So a practicing Catholic who, you know, has been seeking to grow with the Lord and really intends to live in accordance with the teachings of the church, um, throughout this time period. Um, you know, just healthy in the sense of, you know, mentally, physically, spiritually, um, and really, you know, seeking that same objective that we're seeking. To um, listen and receive from the Lord,
1: Sarah. Is there a time? Is there like a time limit? Have you guys talked about that? How long uh, a young woman can s- spend in the Immaculata House?
2: Good question. So we're kind of thinking it would be for a year. Um, I know every you know if you're a college student versus a young adult, a year looks different. But the college students they might only live in two Falls from August to May, and so what we're thinking is that a new year would start up kind of in July 1st, and that might mean somebody would move in right in July, and it might mean they might, might wait till the school year starting and come in August. But um, I think our more intentional time of formation would be more that school year from August to May, um, <clears throat> but they're able to kind of do a 12-month uh, life there. Uh, if anybody felt called to do another year, then that would just mean another time of application, and being. A f- that's, you know, for them. Um, specifically, because this is a discernment house, and so it's not like a, a forever house. It's not where you're going to live for all of your 20s. Um, but it's really trying to see where is the Lord taking me next. So, so,
1: so it could be uh, the
2: case that somebody might have a second year.
1: But so, so as a discernment house, I mean, I don't think you addressed this yet. They'll be sharing meals together as well. Is that going to be yep. part of the? So, in in that regard, then, like the, just the practicalities of things. What kind of uh, fee structure do you envision in regards to, like, room and board?
2: Good question. So we're going to do... We're just um, essentially leasing this convent from the parish itself. Christ the King Parish in the middle of the Falls. So each young woman would pay $400 a month for rent, and then we're going to do $175 a month for food. Um, so there'll be kind of roles as far as who cooks dinner on what days. There'll be three meals together. Um, dinners together um, a week. So, you know, breakfast and lunch and, you know, weekends, they'll have a little more flexibility with their time, um, but there'll be at least three minutes that they actually cook together and sit down and eat in relationship with each other.
1: And so, you know, I mean, if, you know, we got a lot of listeners, and if a listener wanted to find out more about what's going on here and just get maybe in contact with you, how would you uh, recommend them to do that and to learn more about the, the ministry?
2: Absolutely. So the website is org. Uh, slash Immaculata House, so you can find all the information there. So it's org slash Immaculata House. Um, all their info is there, and there is the application right there on the website. Um, the email for this group is also listed on the website, but you can always contact uh, me and those of us involved at sfwomensdescernment at gmail.com.
1: And because you just open this up, I mean, you don't have any idea what kind of response you're gonna get. So my encouragement would be if anybody's listening that this piques their interest at all, even if they're not living in the Sioux Falls area to maybe to reach out sooner than later because you are limited in space.
2: Absolutely. Yep, yep. And definitely it could be the case that some young women would think, Well, maybe I wanna spend a year in Sioux Falls and work at a coffee shop and discern and that's totally cool. If you wanna move from you know, come here just for a year to live in this house, that's definitely an opportunity as well.
1: Yeah, so the good advice is don't discern too long about inquiring about the discernment house.
2: Exactly. Very true. Just apply. and Talk talk to the Lord more as it goes.
3: Yeah, that's right. Discern later. Apply now. Mm -hmm.
1: Is there there anything else, uh, Sarah, that um, uh, you'd want to talk about your ministry in particular or the Immaculata house that we haven't touched base yet? We have a few minutes yet. Oh,
2: that's a wonderful question. Um... You know, the heart of all of this, I guess I feel like I'm experiencing exactly what I'm striving to share through all of this. Uh, the name of the group in Latin is Ece Anchilla Domini, and it comes from Mary's words to the angel Gabriel when Gabriel spoke to Mary and told her that she was going to be the mother of God. And Ece means behold, Anchilla means handmaid, and the is of the Lord. Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord." And, um, you know, Mary just lived a totally normal human life, (laughs) and she's just, you know, not expecting anything significant, and then the angel Gabriel asks something of of her, and to be a handmaid means I'm just going to work along with you completely. Uh, And so that's just something I felt the Lord's challenging me to do personally, but really asking me to help other people do, um, to help people to just have the freedom to joyfully say yes to the Lord, and with that, it just takes a total a, a inability to trust to know that when the Lord asks, He's faithful and He's fruitful and He's good, um, and that we're not going to be abandoned or alone or somehow like off the right path of life by trusting Him. And so to be willing to just be open and to just live in a state of freedom that whatever God wants, and to let know that it's good, and uh, to let Him act in me. Um, we, I know, I don't know if you've talked about this in, your, in other dioceses, but in our diocese, we've just been talking a lot about how this is an apostolic age, and you're right. like in the life of the apostles that uh, it's time to just listen to the Holy Spirit, because there's challenges in the world, but the Lord wants to do magnanimous things, and He wants to do that in your own particular life. So yeah, just to let Him fun. work.
1: It sounds like, Sarah, that you are following the call that you talked about at the beginning of this interview. And so God bless Mm -hmm. you on your work, and you're right. We're living in apostolic times, and we need more um, ministry and more houses for young people just like uh, what we're talking about. So uh, God bless Mm -hmm. you in your ministry, and thank you very much for joining us. Yes,
3: thank you for sharing. Yes, thank you very much.
1: After this brief break, you're going to have an opportunity to ask your questions of a priest if you want to. It's Straight Talk right after this quick break. Live, engaging.